Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. It is Les here, and this week I'm going to be doing a solo episode answering listener questions. So it's been about six months since my last listener Q&A question. Actually, we ended 2018 with a listener Q&A. And over the past few months, I've gotten some incredible questions from listeners of the show. So we're going to do it again for our summer 2019 Q&A. But before we get into Q&A, I wanted to do a couple of announcements. And the first one is if you're listening to this episode, the day it comes out, that means that we are just a few days out from our very first live podcast, which is going to be Friday, June 21st in Seattle. If you have not yet gotten your ticket yet and you are in the Seattle area, I would love to see you there at the day this episode is being released. We actually only have a few tickets left. We're really close to being sold out. So if you plan on coming but haven't gotten your ticket yet, head to the show notes. Make sure you grab your ticket because we're really close to being sold out. And if you would like to come, I would love to see you there. And I would hate for you to miss out because it's going to be an incredible event. Really, it's going to be all about building community and about the importance of creating safe spaces uh, for wellness and for community building and for connecting with one another. And I'm going to be interviewing some incredible community builders here in the Seattle area. And it's just going to be a really, really phenomenal event. So again, if you have not yet gotten your ticket, please make sure you do so because I would love to see you there. And also, if you do come to the live podcast, please be sure to say hi. I love getting to meet you all in real life. Events like this are exactly the time to do so. So if we haven't yet met, please come say hi. I would love to meet you in real life. The next announcement is just a reminder that Balanced Black Girl is now on Patreon. So if you miss our Feel Good Friday episodes, you can become a Balanced Black Girl patron to support the show and still get access to the Feel Good Friday episodes. They're no longer published publicly right now. They are only published within Patreon to our patrons for our 
two uh, higher tiers of support. So if you miss the Feel Good Friday episodes, they do still exist, but they are within our Patreon community. So you can go to patreon.com slash balance black girl to support the show and still get access to Feel Good Fridays along with some other bonus content. And the last thing we're going to get into before we jump into listener Q&A is our review of the week. This week's review is titled Less and this podcast are amazing. And the review says, disclaimer, I'm biracial. However, society sees me as black and that's my defining characteristic. Less makes me feel confident and strong and proud. I came across this podcast just recently at a tough time in my life, and having this to listen to and help uplift me has helped my mental and physical health tremendously. From the bottom of my heart, I thank Les for doing what she does. Representation matters, and she's helping more people than she knows. Definitely recommending to my sisters and friends. So thank you so much for this wonderful review, and I am so sorry that you are having a rough time. I'm really, really glad that the show is helping and that it's helping you feel better about yourself physically and mentally, and that is really the point of the show, and I'm really, really glad that it has been able to help you in that way. Thank you so much for leaving the review, and thank you so much for sharing it. So if you have not yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, for Balanced Black Girl, please do so. It really helps the show. It is how people find us. It is how iTunes determines who gets to see the show, and it helps with our rankings. So if you have not yet left us a review, that is the biggest, best way you can support us. It takes just a minute, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, so diving into today's episode of Q&A. So we have a mixture of Q&A. Some of it is wellness related. Some of it is a little bit more personal, just asking for some personal updates from yours truly. So I'm going to try to categorize things a bit um, in terms of professional life, wellness, and then personal updates, because those are kind of the three main categories. So obviously with Balanced Black Girl being a wellness podcast at its core, I would really love to start with the wellness-related questions. So the first wellness-related question we have for our listener Q&A is, what is your favorite kind of workout and why? So I'm going to be super honest. I've had a really funky relationship with exercise for the past... Gosh, eight to 10 months or so. Last August, I had gotten a new job, and that was when I decided to take a step back from my personal training career. And during that time, I just really fell out of love with fitness. So I've still been kind of active but not nearly as active as I was in years past where I really made exercise a big priority and where I exercise regularly five to six days a week, which is what I used to do for years. Nowadays, I work out maybe twice a week and it's a lot more low intensity and it's just not something that has been as big of a priority for me. Although over the past month or so, I have started to kick it up and make it a bit of a priority more so. So That's just kind of a a snapshot as to where I'm coming from, from a workout perspective. However, 
if I had to pick my favorite overall workout in terms of from the span of my fitness journey, what I've really loved in my heart, I'm really, truly a strength training kind of girl. I do love moving around some weight. In fact, I do miss it. I don't do that the way that I used to, but it is something that I still enjoy whenever I do. I'm also a really big fan of circuits. So doing uh, kind of fast paced workouts that have one exercise right after another with minimal rest. I really like keeping my heart rate up and moving quickly. So if I had to pick, I would say weights and circuits are usually my my go-tos and they have been for years now. Lately, I've also just been really loving walking and yoga because I have been more into lower intensity things. So the next wellness related question is what is one thing you do daily to fill your tank? And I love this question. And honestly, it really depends. I like to switch up what I do each day to fill my tank based off of kind of what I need in that given moment. And for me right now in my current season of life, I am personally going through a season that is just really, really hectic where I don't have as much control over my time as I would like to have, where a lot of my schedule is booked Um, kind of doing things for other people and just full of a lot of obligations, which is not always my favorite, but it is just the season of life that I am in right now, which is okay, but it means that my normal self-care that I like to do, there just isn't as much space for that. So these days with my schedule being what it is, what I like to do daily to fill my tank is really spend the first 30 minutes of my day being really centered and really, really quiet. So right now what that looks like is waking Waking up, doing a 10-minute meditation. I've been really liking the daily meditations from the Calm app. Every day in that app, there is kind of a meditation of the day. If you have the upgraded or the paid version, which I have, which has just a 10-minute meditation with a theme of the day. So I really like starting my day with that, uh, writing down what I'm grateful for in my gratitude journal, writing down some affirmations of my own that I think of kind of based off of what I feel I need that day, and then spending some time reading, whether I am reading the Balanced Black Girl book club pick of the month or also just reading some of my own kind of personal development or professional development books, usually doing those few things at the beginning of the day and having a good chunk of just silence for my first 30 minutes really getting myself centered has been what I've been liking to fill my tank lately. However, depending on kind of what's going on with me, what I feel like I need at the time, that can always change. There have been times where fitness was what I felt like I needed to do to fill my tank or where I felt like cooking myself a nice meal was what I needed to do to fill my tank. But right now, it's really that quiet morning routine. So the next grouping of questions is around things that are more business related. So kind of business, entrepreneurship, and purpose related. So this next question is, any tips for preparing for post-grad, especially when you don't know what to do? So I'm assuming for post-grad, they are talking about graduating at the college level because 
graduating from that level is kind of a scary time where for the first time you're not necessarily going into your next step of schooling. Some people do, some people don't, but there is kind of pressure to get into a job, get into a career right away and stay there. And I think if you are preparing for post-grad and you don't fully know what to do, my biggest piece of advice is to not put pressure on yourself to have it all figured out right now. It can seem like if you're, you know, 22, 23, you're entering the workforce that you need to know exactly what you do, that you need to have it all figured out. And the truth is nobody has it all figured out. Really the best thing you can do is try new things. You don't want to hop around from thing to thing necessarily without giving it, you know, a decent amount of time, but don't be afraid to try new things. Don't put the pressure on yourself to feel like you need to have it all figured out. See every opportunity as a learning opportunity, even if you end up in a situation that's maybe not your favorite or not a good fit. I guarantee there's still so much that can be learned there. So in any job that you have and any step that you take, even if it may not be the best step or what you envision for yourself, I guarantee that there is something to be learned from that experience. So my best advice is to be really present in where you are, that the next steps will always work themselves out, but be really present. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to have it all be figured out and just really do your best along the way and you can try new things and you can always move. Nobody fully has it all figured out and with every opportunity and every step you take, it's going to get you closer to where you want to be, but also know that even getting where you want to be, things could always change. So don't be afraid to be flexible. Don't be afraid to try different things out, but really, really take the pressure off yourself of feeling like you have to have everything figured out because nobody at any age has it all figured out. So the next business-related question is, how do you stay organized running your podcast events, etc.? That is a really great question. I would consider myself a fairly organized person. I'd say I probably am about average in terms of being organized. Like I'm not hyper organized, but I'm not super disorganized either. I think for me, it's all about finding systems that kind of work for my brains. There are a lot of different ways that you can stay organized, but if you're trying to use an organizational system that doesn't work for you or that doesn't work for your brain, then it's going to be really, really hard to stick to. Some of my favorite ways to stay organized is to just look at patterns of things that I do over and over and to try to really streamline that as much as possible. So some of my favorite ways to stay organized for the podcast is I really like to templatize things. So everything from my show notes to how I outline my episodes to how I invite guests on the show, I have general templates that I use that I will customize each time. But that way I'm not reinventing the wheel with everything that I do. I'm able to really, really streamline that process. In terms of events, I'm a really big fan of spreadsheets. So I like putting my schedules out there. I like having every factor that I can think of out of my head and in one place so that I can constantly work from it. Um, to make sure that I have all of my details and all of my ducks in a row. I will say that staying organized for events is definitely something that I'm still working on because events are not necessarily my strong suit. I would definitely say that I'm a lot better at being organized from a content perspective. And so as far as that goes, I'm a lot better about having my content organized, templatizing things, using content calendars and things like that than I am at staying organized at events. So that's just kind of a learning in progress. Um, 
Um, and I'm, I'm getting better, but it's definitely taking quite a bit of practice. And in terms of different systems that I like to use to stay organized, there's a couple of different things. So one, I'm a huge fan of my Google Calendar. I am constantly updating my Google Calendar. As soon as I make a plan to do something, as soon as I make any appointment, I always, always put it in my Google Calendar because chances are I'm going to forget. And putting it on my calendar means I'm going to get a reminder that it's happening. It means I'm not going to be able to double book myself. And it's really, really helpful for keeping me on track. I'm also a really big fan of using Google Docs, Google Sheets. That's what I run my entire business out of. It's really easy to templatize things and make templates for myself so that I can not reinvent the wheel. And it makes it really, really easy to create content, create the show, do show notes, pitch templates, and things like that. Um, And then I'm also a really big fan of Asana. Usually when I'm working with other people, I like to use Asana to assign tasks either to virtual assistants or to people who help me with events so that it can be in one clean place and I can assign due dates and tasks there. So those are some of the things that I like to do to stay organized. But for me, organization is always a work in progress. I'm always looking for ways to become more organized. So those are some things that are working for me right now. The next business-related question is, can we look forward to some balanced black girl wellness retreats? So the general answer to that is yes. However, we're going to be looking forward to that a ways in the future. (laughs) Um, That is something that is definitely a huge goal of mine is to do bigger events and better events and retreats and experiences and things like that. Um, However, I will be totally honest, it is just not a priority for me in the near future. As I said before, when I was talking about organization, events are not necessarily my forte. So I love speaking, I love hosting, but when it comes to planning and logistics and things like that, I will be honest, I just don't really enjoy it. And so for something that's a really major event, I think that would be better in the future if I had a team that was supporting it. For now, with it just being me doing smaller things like the book clubs and the live events and then participating in events that other people do are a better fit for me. But in the future, as Balanced Black Girl grows, as I get more of a team that has that skill set and that can support something like that, then definitely retreats and things like that um, are something that I would love to put on in the future when I have more help. And another thing or another caveat that I think a lot about when it comes to wellness retreats is accessibility. And right now with Balanced Black Girl, you know, I'm so proud of this community and I'm so proud of what it is and the amazing people that we have and we're still very much in growth mode and in kind of scrappy mode where with every episode I'm hoping to reach new people every single time we're really really focused on growing this community and I would really want if I were to do something like a wellness retreat I would want it to be super super accessible for people I would want it to be affordable and there are a lot of things that are currently out there that are available that are not necessarily accessible or affordable and that's not at any fault of the organizers but it's really hard uh, if you are maybe having a small group of people or a small pool of people to choose from 
who to participate in that to make things like that affordable. So also in the future, not only if I had more of a team, but if I had kind of a bigger community to involve in something like that, usually the more people you involve, the more affordable something like that would be. So again, kind of with the wellness retreats and things like that, that is something to really look forward to in the future, maybe in 2020 or 2021 would be a really, really great time to look for that. But it's not something that is an immediate priority if I'm being totally, totally honest. And then the next question along the same lines, it's a business question, is when will we get some balanced black girl swag? Also a great question. So uh, as you may know, for a while we did have our The Tea is Hot Today mugs, which were really fun, um, just a fun little gift that we had on our website for a while. And with swag, you know, it's kind of the same thing as the retreats. It's something that I would love to offer in the future, um, but right now just isn't really a priority. The biggest priority for me right now really is the show and making the show as good as it can be and really growing the show. And while I'm a one woman team, I have to really prioritize and get really clear on what my priorities are. I probably could create merch, but it would honestly be a distraction from growing the show and making the show as good as it can be. So that's something that down the line, if I had another great idea for some merch or some, you know, a great design or a product that I really wanted to create, then heck yes. But right now it's just, it's not really a priority. Um, for me or for the brand. The the show and the podcast and the community around the podcast is really, truly what my focus is and everything else is something that I would love to have later, but is just not quite the priority of the business at this point. So the next question is, as an entrepreneur, how do you handle people not valuing your services or offerings? And this is a really great question that I think a lot of people, if you have kind of an entrepreneurial spirit or you have something that you put out there into the world, um, deal with of either people maybe not taking it seriously or not valuing your work or wanting discounts or wanting access to your knowledge for free and wanting to bypass maybe some of the things that you offer. I know it's something that I have had a lot of experience with back when I used to work in the fitness space of people wanting free fitness advice and not wanting to invest in programs. Um, it's something that I deal with a lot now that I'm in the media space and have started kind of creating a name here of, of people kind of wanting to, you know, pick my brain or wanting free advice for podcasting and things like that without wanting to go through coaching or, or a consulting process or wanting free social media advice without going through the consulting process. So I totally understand it. And I understand how or how frustrating it can be when you feel like your work isn't value, when you feel like you work really hard to develop a product or to develop a skill set, and you feel like other people don't value it. But at the end of the day, I think what's really important to remember is that other people do not get to determine how valuable you or your offerings are. You determine how valuable you or your offerings are. So if there's a specific product that you offer or a service or a skill set that you have that you've built your business around, it is really up to you as the boss, as the entrepreneur, to really stand firm in that value and to really not settle for either accepting or being treated less than that. And that can be really, 
really hard, especially because sometimes it can be the people closest to you who can maybe take advantage of that the most. And that's a really, really tricky thing. However, at the end of the day, you are the one who determines your value. And I think you just kind of have to stand firm. Maybe if you've set prices or if you've set offerings or if you've set a certain way that your business works to really, really stand firm in that and just explain to people, hey, this is my business. This is what I do. If you would like to work with me, here's how it works. And not not making it personal, not being afraid to walk away from a situation if it's not in line with what's going to be best for your business. And I think most of the time, if you're really able to confidently stand firm in that, people will really, really respect it. But it's when you don't stand firm in that, that people may try to take advantage of it. So people will really respect you and will value you when you value yourself. Okay, so the next set of questions are going to be things that are a bit more personal. So this next question is pretty broad and it says, how is it all going for you? Which is a kind of a loaded question because it all could be a lot of different things, but I'm going to try to answer this as succinctly and positively (laughs) as I can in this moment. So as I kind of mentioned earlier, when I was talking about what I currently like to do to fill my tank, uh, I am currently in a season where there's just a lot going on. Uh, I do still have a job that I work as well as running the show Balanced Black Girl as well as doing some consulting on the side with helping other folks get their podcasts up and running, as well as some social media and marketing consulting work and freelancing. So there's a lot of different things that are kind of going on for me professionally, and that's not even getting into more of the personal side, which I'm not going to get into because I just choose not to really talk about that much on the show. Um, So for me, I am in a space where there's a lot of really exciting things happening, and I have so many opportunities and blessings that I am super grateful for, but that are also really hard to manage as one person. And I'm just kind of doing my best to try to manage it all and to try to still take care of myself, which is definitely a challenge at times. And this summer is just going to be one where I need to kind of dig in, kind of gear up for you know, (laughs) a time that's going to be pretty busy, not to glorify being busy, but it's just kind of is what it is. And um, hopefully towards the end of the summer to the fall, we'll get to take a little bit of time off. So that's how it's going for me. A lot of good things, a lot of good opportunities, but also um, really, really trying to also take some time for myself, which has become pretty challenging these days, but I can't complain. So this next question is a really great one, and that is, coming from a diverse upbringing, how do you connect to people who don't have that mindset? That is a really, really great question. So I personally have a rule of thumb just for myself and for my own sense of peace is that I am 
open to all types of people, but I do not consider it my job to change or convince anyone to be something that they don't want to be or to understand things that they don't want to understand or to be compassionate about something that they are set on not being compassionate about. So there's a lot of things that are happening today in this world, in our society. There are a lot of social justice issues and things that are happening. Um, And for me, I find that I personally, in the name of self-care and sanity, cannot make it my job to change and educate everyone. And I honestly really, really don't try. Um, That is not to say that I at all would shut people out who maybe have different opinions or different beliefs or different upbringings and didn't come from places like I did. But that is to say that I'm not here to change or to convince anyone to be different than they want to be for the sake of my own peace. I simply cannot do that. So I am always open to having open, respectful dialogues with anyone who is willing to have that. Again, being open and respectful. And for those who are not open or respectful, I'm just not really interested. And I just really don't prioritize communicating with people who feel that way very much. If I'm being totally honest, I find that it is just, I value my peace too much to um, really engage much with people who are set on being disrespectful. And for me, that's just kind of how it works. And for people who have a mindset where they don't want to understand other people's perspectives or where they're not even open to listening or learning, I just don't really have space for people who have that mindset. But for people who are willing to just be open and to listen and to learn from those who are different than them, I'm always happy to have those conversations. And I also like to challenge myself to remember to be more open and willing and to have a mindset of listening to people who are different than me, because it's also a two-way street. So I definitely challenge myself to have more of that mindset as well and really try to surround myself with others who do. So this next question is actually a pretty funny one, which is how do you avoid holding a grudge? I mean, I think the answer to that question is definitely going to depend on the context. I will say for me, I I know that in my younger years, I definitely used to hold a lot more grudges than I feel like I currently do. And I don't know if it is necessarily age or just having different priorities or having just different things go on. But I've really, really learned, especially over the past year or so, the peace and the power that comes with letting things go. I've learned a lot of really valuable lessons about not not pouring energy into situations or not pouring energy into people who wouldn't pour energy into me. And grudges feel like tense, concentrated energy that I just, I, I don't really care to put my energy into anymore. Like 
holding a grudge is work. (laughs) Feeling negativity towards other people is work. And I just, I I don't want to channel my energy into that kind of work anymore. I've I've really, really learned and really over the past year or so, y'all, I did not used to be like this. I used to really hold a grudge. Trust. Petty LaBelle over here. I really, really learned that there is so much peace in just letting things go. I've learned that holding grudges, at least in my experience, just is not productive. Usually, whoever you're holding a grudge against doesn't care much about it, and it's not helping you as an individual grow and move forward and heal from whatever is going on. And so I really, really learned how to just let things go, because honestly, it's a better for everyone involved. (laughs) The next question is, what book do you give most often as a gift? And I love this question. So I I try not to be necessarily um, too generic when it comes to gifts. Like I love giving gifts and I love giving really personal gifts. So I wouldn't necessarily say that there's any one book or one thing that I've given people repeatedly, but I do think if there is a book that would be a really, really great gift that I think a lot of different people could enjoy, that would be Heart Talk by Cleo Wade. If you have not yet read Heart Talk by Cleo Wade, I cannot recommend it enough. I actually met Cleo Wade when she was here in Seattle last fall. She had done kind of a small tour um, promoting Heart Talk and she She was really, really wonderful. She hosted a really great talk here. And then we were all able to get kind of our book signed and spend a few minutes chatting with her after the event. And she was really, really wonderful. And I feel like getting to chat with her in that space made me appreciate the book even more. Um, But really the book, it's just full of really inspiring prose that just makes you feel good. It makes your soul feel good. It makes you kind of loosen your shoulders up and take a deep breath a little bit. Um, so Heart Talk by Cleo Wade is a book that I definitely would recommend that would be a really great gift for all sorts of people. And the last question for our Q&A episode which is the last more personal question. And and this one I think goes in well um, with the grudge question. And that is how do you deal with frenemies? Which is a really good question. I think that it's something that a lot of people have to deal with. And I know I've definitely had situations like that before. I think it becomes really, really important to periodically kind of audit the people in your life and to audit the energy that people are bringing into your life. And I am super fortunate that I can confidently say that I have some incredible friends who are so supportive and that we have very much a two-way street when it comes to that support. And I feel like I could go to them. I would hope that they feel like they could go to me. There really isn't a sense of competition or weirdness, but I think a lot of that can come with maturity and it just also comes with where people are at in terms of how they feel about themselves. So I think if you're in a situation where you're dealing with someone who is kind of a frenemy, maybe you have a friendship that can be a little bit tense or there's this kind of weird sense of competition or maybe lack of support, um, it could be really good to give that person some space and let them kind of maybe deal with the things that they're dealing with. Let them know that you are there to support them, but it probably sounds like if you're dealing 
dealing with a frenemy that they have some of their own inner work to do in terms of how they feel about themselves and where they're at and where they're at in their lives. And sometimes it's really good to give people space to do so. Let them know that you still love them, that you still support them, and that if they need you, you are there. But it could be good to give yourself a little bit of space from that situation. There's that quote that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time around. And if you notice that the people that you spend most of your time around take more energy from you than you get, um, if you feel like it's not supportive, if it's not loving, if it's not reciprocal, and it might be a really good idea to kind of audit who you're spending your time around or to audit the amount of time you're spending around those people or the nature of the time that you're spending around those people. I know that making friends as an adult can be hard and you can go back. Uh, we did a Feel Good Friday episode about that uh, a time back, all about making friends as an adult because it is completely possible. Sometimes it can be really tempting to hold on to friendships that are no longer good for us because we're really scared to spend time alone or we're really scared of making new friends and what if we can't or what if we don't. But I think that if there is truly a friendship that just isn't working, where you feel like you are not at your best, where you feel like you can't give and receive freely, give or receive support, then it could be a really good time to give it some air, give it some space and let it go. And there's really nothing wrong with that, especially if it's something that's really, really not serving either person involved. And also with a situation like that, if you maybe take a break or take some space from a friend, it doesn't mean that that's forever. It could mean that you can always reconcile in the future if you're in a better space with them. But it's really all about surrounding yourself with people who truly, genuinely care for and support you the way that you would support them. All right. And that is it for today's Q&A episode. Thank you so much for submitting these amazing questions. As always, I am in our Facebook group. If you head to the Balanced Black Girl Facebook community, that is where we usually have a lot of these types of discussions within the group. Again, if you do miss our Feel Good Friday episodes, um, I encourage you to become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash girl to support the show show and still get access to our new Feel Good Friday episodes there. And if you're in Seattle, I would love to see you at our live podcast event on June 21st. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for submitting your amazing questions and we'll see you next week. 